Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Find us on Twitter at OMF on WEEI. How can you put this into words when Doncic just hits two 28-footers with defense, you guys come back? I mean, this is an encouraging sign despite the loss. How do you kind of frame this? It's tough. Uh, I think it's another heartbreaking loss. Doncic obviously got the switch and hit two tough shots, and it's tough. Uh, we got a system, and you know, we stuck to it, and we lost tonight. You know, based upon that. But yeah, when a, when a guy gets it going like that, we got to get the ball out of his hands for sure. Jalen Brown last night. Question asked by Gary Washburn, who covers the Boston Celtics for the Boston Globe, and Gary joins us live right now on the Harbor One Hotline. Hey, Gary, how are you? Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, Terrific. Good. Good. So you know this team a lot better than we do. What irritates me is I, I think this team over the last couple of years with what happened in New Orleans, playing a team on the second night of a back-to-back, that team having some injuries, especially to their bigs, would come out and show an awful lot of emotion and play a lot different game. Am I missing something? Is this, is this team lost some of that energy out there? I just think they've lost their confidence. I think Brown and Tatum have lost confidence in their teammates to hit shots. I think Kimball Walker has lost confidence in his ability to score, although he, he was able to score 14 in the fourth quarter last night. I just think it's a combination of things. I don't think that there's some – like there's malcontents in the roster or anything like that. I just think this team lacks confidence. They lack the chemistry. They're fine. It just isn't working. And like you, you said, you thought that they would come out uh, guns a-blazing last night, yeah. punch the Mavericks in the mouth, like you said, coming off and back-to-back injuries, and yet they kind of played okay. Then suddenly it was a back-and-forth game the entire way. They didn't make a, a real substantive run until late in the game when they were down 11. It's just It was very typical Celtics from this year. Yeah, you know, Gary. To me, one of the things I've been harping on is like they just—they need some adults on this team. I mean, they have so much youth. Last night they're down ten, and they bring Neesmith off the bench to be like a scorer. He's intimidated because who he's on the court with. He doesn't take a shot all night, and it's like they need an adult. Whether it's that sixth, seventh man guy coming off the bench, there's too many kids surrounding Tatum and Jalen and even Kemba, and I think the three of them know it. I agree, and that—that's the reason that they lack confidence. Danny Ainge did not give them a lot of help on this bench. 
Uh, they're holding on to a lot of players, the Javante Greens, the Carson Edwards. Uh, you know, Grant Williams is trying, you know, but he just he'll make mistakes. Like, they've got guys who are limited in how they can help the team, and then they're thrust into these situations, like you said, Aaron Neesmith, where he's literally just trying to keep his head above water yeah. and not make mistakes. And so to ask him to come off the bench and hit two, two threes is just too much. When you look at the Mavericks, they got a guy like Jalen Brunson, former second-round pick, a Villanova guy, knows how to play the game. What does he do? He scores 16 in the fourth quarter. The Celtics don't have anyone Hardaway, like that. Another one. Yeah, yeah outside of their starting lineup. Like, they don't have any gray beards, veterans on the bench. That's why veterans are needed. You need the 28, 29, 30-year-old guys to come off the bench who know what to do, have a job, know how to defend, know how not to foul uh, – 30 feet away from the basket when the Celtics are already put the team in the bonus. Like they, they, the issue last night wasn't Luka. The issue was they got put Dallas in the bonus with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's impossible to come back when every time you make a mistake, it's a free throw. And the Celtics are just killing themselves that way. So, so with that, Gary, which is interesting because – it's almost like, you know, what you're saying, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, it's like almost like the, the, the two young stars almost deserve, you know, uh, you know, a pass. Because I look at all these other teams, uh, of all the other teams that have two or more all-stars, those are top five teams. I mean, th- those are teams that are, that, are, that are going for the NBA Finals, and here come the Celtics with two all-stars, reserves as they may, might be, but Utah's got two reserves, and they're the best team in the NBA. It's almost like you have to almost ignore that and not be critical of these two all-stars because they have no help? Like, Am I reading that? Is that a fair assessment of, 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 of the I Celtics? I think it's somewhat fair, but you look at the other teams. Look at Brooklyn. Okay, they got three all-stars, but they also got a guy like Joe Harris. Joe Harris hits shots. Jeff Green, as much as he was, is not a, was not a good Celtic, has turned himself into a 40-plus percent three-point shooter. Utah's got two all-stars, but they also have Joe English shooting 45%. They also have Mike Conley. They also have guys who can hit open shots. The, the Celtics, how many times have we seen Daniel Tice get an open shot, p- pivotal point in the game, miss an open three? Yeah. Uh, Kimba, miss an open three. I mean, it's too, people say, well, they don't trust their teammates. They're too selfish. But I kind of put myself in, in Tatum and Brown's position if I'm passing the ball to the open man there and I hit the shot, eventually I'm going to say, yep. I'll just take it to the basket. Yeah, but Gary, uh, my thing is, my thing is like, you're right. Like, you just broke it down. You cover the league. I think there, I think the criticism is going to come in waves now because people aren't going to look at those other teams with the role players that they have. All they're going to look at is, you got two all stars. What's your excuse? And you can't really give an excuse because you're an all star. And I would even, I would give him a half a point for Kemba Walker being a former all star. You know, I, I agree. It's not they, they can't Boston fans are not gonna look around the league and think that um the Celtics are depraved of talent. They're gonna think, why can't we be like other teams, uh Brooklyn, why can't we be like Utah? Why can't we uh take care of business in the fourth quarter? The question is, but who is gonna do it besides Tatum and Brown? Like who is going to step up and hit those big shots? Kimba. Who, like, I, I don't know. Is it Kimba? It's gotta Kimba be. has the potential, but he hasn't really gotten it done. So See, I, think, I don't mm-hmm. – go ahead, I'm sorry. I, I think you were right about the veteran stuff, but Danny has elected really to go as a young team, 
and to slowly build off of a young team. I would rather see veterans here. I would have traded a lot of these guys for veterans. But he doesn't want to go there, yet I almost think they're caught in the middle here, Gary. So you got a guy like Robert Williams, and there are nights that Brad will play him because it's a good matchup for him. Other nights he won't play him much because it's a bad matchup. So how are you going to develop the young players? I would rather get rid of him, bring a veteran in who's going to help you right now. you got to go one way or the other, no? I think you can go one way. I think you can develop guys like Robert Williams, but you can't have Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, Javante Green, uh, Grant Williams, and you, you can't have four other guys doing the same thing in, in development. This isn't the G League. And the Celtics don't have a G League team, so it's not like they can send guys down to get experience. So all these guys are just kind of sitting there going, well, am I going to play tonight? And if I'm going to play, what am I going to do out there? Like, it's too much. You don't have established veterans to come off the bench like we talked about to know their role. Hey, I'm playing 18 minutes a game. This is my role. Robert Williams, I think, is, is fine. I don't think he's been the issue at all. It's just that Danny and the organization has refused to admit they made mistakes in the draft, and you just have to move on from those mistakes. You look at the other teams, the other elite teams around the league, the Brooklyn, the Lakers. They make roster moves. Lakers just released Quinn Cook. Why? Just to open up a roster spot. Could Quinn Cook play for the Lakers? Of course. But it's like, hey, you're not doing us any good right now. We need to get better. Danny's afraid to make those moves because is it because he doesn't want to admit, hey, I made a mistake in the draft by taking Carson Edwards. I made a mistake uh, by you know clinging to Javante Green or or let's say a Tremont Waters. It's some type of like patriot like we know better than you guys, mm. so we're just going to stick to what we do, but. The Patriots did that won six Super Bowls. Like, the Celtics haven't won a title in 13 years. So the we know better than all you other guys mentality needs to stop. We're talking to Gary Washburn here of the Boston Globe. And, Gary, uh, I don't know if you asked a question or not last night, but something that Jalen Brown said last night kind of stuck with me when you were talking about that final play. He said something, like, you know, that we switch, that's just our system, and we got burned by it. And I almost felt like there was some frustration with that statement because when you watch this team, you tell me, they give up the switch so easily sometimes that I think it's easily for an offense to get that right matchup that they're looking for. Was there? Did you sense any frustration in Jalen Brown last night in that? I sense frustration in Jalen after a lot of losses. I think he bites his tongue a lot, and I think of course did he want to guard Luca in that not the not the winning three pointer, but the one that put him ahead with fifteen. Of course he did, but. They got the switch. The Celtics on defense are encouraged to switch everything because they want to have these versatile defenders. So there you go with Daniel Tice, 32 feet away from the basket, trying to stop Luka. Well, do they have enough I of mean, those guys, though, to have that system? I mean, do you, do you have enough of those really guys to be able don't. to just freely switch? They really don't. That's why they're not good right. defensively. So why are they doing that, it? <laughs> that's the system. That's the system. And they, they want to be like that, but they're not. That's the problem. Well, shouldn't you change the Tice system then, Gary? Right. Yeah, I think you gonna. I think Brad has to do, make some adjustments. And let's say Jalen, if if your best player wants to defend their best player, you let him do it. You do not switch him to your ace best player, where Tice is just, is going to get lost. And listen, Luca hit two amazing shots. It really was Tice played solid defense. Yeah, he was but on him. What happens? What happens when Jalen is on him? Does that change? Does is he so eager to shoot? Does he pass the ball? Does he try to drive and take a like a, a floater? Like what happens when Jalen, six foot seven, 
a better, a, a ten times better athlete than Luca is in his face as opposed to Daniel Tice, where he goes, oh, I can take this guy. Right. Yeah. Let me just pull up. It, it, that's the problem. Tice is a solid defender, but you're putting guys in positions, and that I think that's been Bradley where they cannot succeed because they're trying because they don't have the versatility that they think they have and they've had in the past. Okay, we're talking to Gary Washburn. Gary, I just want to get your opinion on something because there's a lot of rumors going around, trade deadline, all that stuff, and there was one going around um, involving Kemba Walker and how Danny tried like hell to trade him and how other GMs were mad that, that Danny was trying to trade him because he was hurt. I mean, can you uh, shed any, you know, give us any insight on that to whether it's true or not, or I mean, or or um, is it just kind of just you know speculation? I do think that they were throwing Kimba out there as a potential deal to try to improve. Now, were saying he's completely healthy and he wasn't? I don't think there was deception there. Um, I do think that they felt he would come back from this knee situation, but I do think there's a general. Still, some bad feelings around the league about how Danny did Isaiah Thomas. Okay, really, and now D- Danny big time around veterans and guys who thought that they gave up on Isaiah when Isaiah sacrificed his body for the organization to bring the organization back after you know Brad took over and they went to the lottery. Yeah, there's a lot of still. There's some ill will there. There's some teams that don't want to do business with Danny because they might they might get you know swindled because Danny has obviously won a lot of deals. There's a lot of there's some obstacles facing Danny, but I think there's also some stubbornness. Danny has the same guys around him working in the organization for years. Maybe it's time for some fresh blood in the front office, a new voice, or a better talent evaluator in terms of the draft. Um, I like Aaron Neesmith, but when you see a guy like Sadiq Bay, who was taking five picks after Neesmith, hit seven threes in a win, he's hit 14 threes against the Celtics this season. I don't know if Neesmith has 14 threes this season as by himself. So you look at the drafts, you look at some of the guys they skipped, they basically gave away their that last pick of the first round because they didn't want really to look in the roster because you don't want to part with a Carson Edwards or Trinot Waters. Like some of these things are just getting antiquated. Like they need, I think, some fresh voices in the front office and who knows if that's ever going to happen. Yeah, I'm not sure that's going to happen anytime soon, even with the coach. I don't think they're going to move the coach, but I want to get to Kimba Walker how do you trade him now? So you look at what's left in on his contract, and we all know, and every general manager in the league knows right now, he's got some physical ailments which might be messing up his mechanics on his shot. He's not a guy that can drive and take the ball to the hole the way he could. We know he can't defend, Gary. So who the hell wants Kemba Walker? What are you going to get for Kemba Walker if you're looking and you need a significant player in return in that deal? No? Yeah, you do, but... I- I never thought Chris Paul would get traded or John Wall coming off to missing two years or Russell Westbrook. Any contract is tradable. It's just what you take back. I don't think you just throw out Kimba. I think you give him a chance to recover, get his confidence back. I do think he can be still be a valuable player. It's all-star caliber. Charlotte Kimba, maybe not. But I, I, and I also think time uh, has to come to, to essence, too, in terms of you know, maybe the, the last year of his contract. Um, unless you decide you're going to take another bad deal back, quote unquote, bad deal, or someone else's unwanted, uh, you know, max deal in return, they're probably going to have to hold on to Kimba because you're right, Glenn. Like, I don't know if he's tradable right now, but he is tradable. Any contract is tradable 
But I think when you're coming toward free agency, it becomes more possible that you can move that deal. All right, Gary, last one for me, because I know you had that original uh, report, I believe, of what that Indiana deal was for. That deal never happened, but you got this great trade exception, which everybody was just hyping up. Um, I'm starting to feel like Danny Ainge might look at this team and say it's not worth using this year. And, and You know what I mean? Just sort of prolonging it. Does he use it? What would he use it for? That's the thing. You can break that thing up and, and get a guy who makes $16 million a year. You don't have to blow the whole 28-5. Um, you would hope that Ainge uses it because I think that adds confidence I think Jalen and Jason are looking for some reason to be encouraged here. And when they look at this roster and they're going, we're rolling with the same guys. And I look at, you look at Brooklyn, you look at the Lakers, you look at all these teams just making moves. And we're sitting here, and if you're a Celtic, you know, if you're Brown and Tatum, we're sitting here with the same 15, 17 guys, Taco and Shamad at the end of the bench. Like, we're still doing this. And so I think you've got to use that trade exception to just – Put some kind of zest in your roster, zest in your franchise that a new guy's coming in. Now, who's going to be available? It's interesting to see. We're a month away from the trade deadline. And remember, guys, there's two more playoff spots left. There's, there's 10 uh, teams in each conference because you get to the play in. So that, that narrows the sellers because now Washington's in the, in the mix for the playoffs. Orlando is still in the mix. All these teams that have players that the Celtics might want. Might wait till the end, make wait several weeks to say, eh, we don't know yet. Because the Celtics can offer some first round picks, but that trade exception, you can't include a player in that. So it, it gets tricky. It's like a coupon, but is Danny going to use the coupon now? Or like you said, maybe wait till the offseason and, and try to see if, if, if it's a better situation. I think Danny's going to feel like he's going to make the right move for the organization and not hurry and do anything because. If he were to feel that way, he would have already done something. I like that, a coupon analogy. You don't usually get that from a basketball race. Let me ask you one more. You were in the bubble last year, right? You were there physically, correct? Yes. Okay, I thought so. This year, how does it work out? And I'm wondering when it's all hitting the fan right now, usually if you're with the team and you're there every day, you get the opportunity to get a guy to the side, you find out a little bit of what's going on. How much more difficult is it to cover this thing? Yeah, it's, a, it's more difficult because everything is on Zoom calls, so you got 35 guys or gals, uh, folks on the call, um, listening to what Jalen has to say as opposed to maybe pulling them aside and saying, hey, what, what's going on here? And, and, and that face-to-face interaction, it definitely affects your job because you don't have that personable uh, situation to talk to a guy and yeah. the guy can say, hey, you're, it's just me and you, right? Okay, this is what, I'll tell you this, as opposed to – you know, just being on a Zoom call. So it does make the job a little bit more difficult. You just have to be really observant about, like, that you guys uh, blew up that quote, which I think was appropriate last night, where Jalen said, we stuck to our basically our philosophy and we lost because of it. Like, yeah. that kind of stuff stands out. Yeah. Yeah, the Zoom calls, right. really, they really suck, these Zoom calls. They're just awful. Uh, Couldn't even see Jalen's face. With the, with the, I think he had a hoodie <laughs> on, a mask, and yeah. his beard. He could yeah. barely <laughs> even see, his, see who was there. He's got it all working. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gary, great talking to you. Thanks, bud. We'll talk to you down the road. Have a good one. You too. Thank you, guys. Hey, right. Thanks, Gary. Gary Washburn of the Boston Globe. Mm. This hour of OMF brought to you by Northeast Men's Health, locations in Dedham, right next door to Legacy Place, and Salem, New Hampshire. They're online at northeastmenshealth.com.